Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of July 9th through July 15th, 2012. Vulnerability activity for the period was increased, primarily due to uh, the scheduled Microsoft Security Bulletin release. Other vulnerability activity included multiple vulnerabilities in Cisco Telepresence, multiple vulnerabilities in HP Operations Agent and Asset Manager, multiple vulnerabilities in Oracle MySQL, multiple vulnerabilities in RSA Authentication Manager, and a cross-site scripting vulnerability in IBM WebSphere Portal Dojo module. Microsoft released the scheduled nine security bulletins and two uh, important security advisories. While three of the security bulletins are rated critical, users and security teams should not overlook the security advisories detailing updates for unauthorized web certificates and the vulnerabilities in gadgets. Microsoft also repeated the announcement that they'll begin blocking all RSA key links using less than 10 24-bit encryption in August, which, again, could impact many outdated certificates that may still be in use. Full details of the Microsoft Security Bulletins and Security Advisories are available on the Cisco SIO portal, including the Security Bulletin Assessment video from the Cisco IPS Signature Team, IntelliShield alerts for the individual vulnerabilities, and correlation of Cisco IPS signatures and the Applied Mitigation Bulletin in the Cisco Event Response. Cisco released four security advisories for multiple vulnerabilities in the Cisco Telepresence Manager, Immersive Endpoint Devices, Recording Server, and Multipoint Switch. Multiple vulnerabilities have been reported in the Parallel Plesk Panel versions 10.4.4 and prior that are suspected of allowing attacks on a large number of Internet hosting firms that are hosting servers with an affected version of the vulnerable software. In addition to these attacks, hackers are also selling an exploit that extracts the master password needed to control the affected software. Java vulnerabilities continue to be the focus of attack and criminal activity. During the period, a new malicious code was identified that effectively identifies and executes on multiple operating system platforms, and sources reported that Java vulnerability CVE-2012-1723 has been included in the Black Hole Exploit Toolkit. Both of these new threats exploit known vulnerabilities in Java that have updates available. Users and security teams are reminded of the focused threats targeting Java vulnerabilities and the need to ensure systems are updated with the latest versions. IntelliShield published 138 events last week, 54 new events, and 75 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the legal risk management category, President Obama signed the Executive Order Assignment of National Security and Emergency Preparedness Communications Functions that, in general, allows the administration to control all private communications in the country during a national security event, which includes the Internet. Following the signing, President Obama announced that he's tasked the Department of Homeland Security to draft a plan of how this would occur if needed. 
Many privacy and legal protections organizations have been debating this executive order for several years, and the debate continues. The government has basically always had the ability to request or require private telecommunications companies to assist during a national security event. But like all security procedures, the detailed plan and execution are the critical points. The plan being prepared by the DHS will require close examination, review, and debate, and may require telecommunications organizations to adjust their own procedures to align with the government's plan. Next, in the trust risk management category, following the Google Transparency reports, Twitter and now wireless service providers are publicly releasing data on the number of requests they received, uh, act upon, and uh, challenge from governments and law enforcement agencies. This data is fueling additional and ongoing debates throughout governments regarding privacy and legal protections of the users and the organizations responding to the requests. In many ways, these data requests and privacy issues are only a sign of the times and the connected in the connected world that we now live in. The government and law enforcement agencies have a legitimate point in that almost every situation under investigation includes an electronic device, a smartphone, tablet, laptop, storage device, and is likely to contain information important to the investigation. While on the other side of the debate, the governments and law enforcement agencies need to follow strict requirements that protect individual rights, and in many cases, create these requirements where they do not yet exist. From a service provider perspective, there's another important aspect. The sheer volume of these requests and workload created to handle them has caused many to increase staff, develop more streamlined procedures, and increase legal staff to review the requests. In many cases, they remain in the middle of this debate, uh, between the proverbial rock and hard spot. A, a provider, a service provider, must meet the legal requirements of the countries in which they operate, but that guidance is often limit, limited or non-existent. In many cases, the best they can do is expose the situation through these transparency reports to drive the debates in governments and public forums. And this week, in the identity risk management category... Major account compromises were reported by Yahoo, Forspring, Android Forum, and others, leading the public posting of uh, hundreds of thousands of usernames and passwords. Investigations into these compromises are being conducted, and few details are currently available. It does appear that at least some of the password data was stored in clear text, and reports are already surfacing on the poor passwords that many users had chosen on these compromised websites. More details of the compromises will be released in the coming weeks and months, possibly providing additional lessons. Aside from the few details already reported on these account compromises, there are a few point, uh, points both the users and organizations should consider. Security policies and procedures require technical controls to enforce and, uh, the policies and uh, allow monitoring to determine if the policies and procedures are effective. One example is that many of these sites obviously did not have technical controls in place during account creation uh, that required the users to create strong passwords. Possibly the most important aspect of these compromises that, may, that many may not know is to understand that account compromises are commonly used as stepping stone attacks. 
aside from the users needing to change their passwords immediately. These publicly posted account lists allow criminals to target these attacks with everything from malicious spam, phishing, and attempts to access other websites and additional sensitive information due to users possibly using the same account information on multiple websites. Security teams need to implement technical controls that enforce best practices, policies, and procedures to assist users. Users and organizations are advised to use password management software, which assists users by automatically creating strong passwords, storing them safely, and requiring the user to only remember one strong password to access the others. And next, in the human risk management category... A contracted employee of Facebook who taught a yoga course was terminated from her job for asking a Facebook employee to refrain from using a mobile device while the course was in session. The instructor's policy had been in place for years and was deemed to be in conflict, in conflict with her employer, who stated that they are, quote, in the business of providing great customer service. The employer stated that the fired employee had been told that she could not enforce a mobile device ban during classes at Facebook. The promise of anytime, anywhere access to data, be it for business or social networking, has limits depending upon security requirements, safety, or the needs of a specific audience. While what it seems to be a cultural clash in this instance may be relatively minor, it highlights the ongoing challenge of balancing a perceived need for access with activities which may be an anathema under certain circumstances. Uh, everyone can agree that surgeons or airline pilots should not be updating their Facebook status while at work. The impact on a yoga class is subject to interpretations. Uh, firms which establish policies need to consider a number of factors that will ultimately balance access with common sense. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category, the HSBC China Manufacturing Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, uh, fell for the, first, for the eighth straight month in June, underscoring the impact of the continued hard times in Europe and the United States on China's export-dependent economy. Many economists expect China's economy policy planners to further lower interest rates and lower bank capital reserve ratios late in the summer, according to the Wall Street Journal, ahead of a sensitive leadership transfer transition this fall. In addition to the macroeconomic implications of the export slowdown in China, the situation is also accelerating structural changes in the global supply chain. Indeed, some experts are beginning to call it a supply web uh, because of the complex interdependencies within the system. With so much of electronics manufacturing concentrated in China, economic fluctuations there impact ICT information security com comparatively fast. For example, cost pressures are contributing to mergers among component suppliers, reducing the number of places from which many OEMs source. Outsourcing partners may in turn outsource, uh, leaving some big multinationals unsure of the origins of parts and therefore less able to pinpoint vulnerabilities. Tighter margins may cause outsourcing partners to cut corners or balk at security requirements imposed by their big customers. They may co-locate production of entirely different contracts, increasing the risk of intellectual property loss and theft. Rising costs and government incentives are also pushing production inland, away from China's coast. 
These inland sites may make lower-end products, uh, whose components may be easier to counterfeit, while challenges in retaining qualified engineers in these areas may put IP into less trusted hands. Information security professionals may want to create auditing and inventory systems that reach at least one step beyond outsourcing partners to their part suppliers, and to maintain close relationships with partners so that evolving sectoral changes don't catch them by surprise. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.